you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. The Spring League meeting concluded on Tuesday in Minneapolis with some of the biggest news coming out of the meeting. Here is Steve Weish, Tom Pelissero, and Judy Batista. The Spring League meeting has wrapped up here in Minneapolis. And guys, I think the big news came from Roger Goodell in his concluding press conference. The most definitive statement about the commander's sale, he said he believes they will get to a point where the Josh Harris offer for the commander's will be approved. Most definitive thing we have heard. We know it has gone before the Finance Committee. They have some concerns about it. Jim Mercer, who is on that committee, told us earlier in the meeting they are working on it. They will work through it. But certainly, Roger Goodell expressing optimism that this is going to get done indicates that there is a lot of incentive in that room to get it done. Yeah, I mean, and look, it was in this, the initial phases. I mean, they said they just got the paperwork, the Finance Committee, about a week ago. We know they've got to get through the financing structure. That's what Ursay said. Mm-hmm. They're not there yet. They've got to vet all potential owners. I mean, that's a big process. But Tom, you know, we get through this, you know, we've seen it happen in Denver. The sale could probably get through by the beginning of the season. If not, you know, again, Roger Goodell did not put a timeline on it. So, you know, we'll see. The one thing Goodell did say is that a new stadium is not necessarily a big part or any part of a deal getting consummated that could happen after the fact. And he also mentioned the possibility of the Washington Commanders returning to Washington. Mm-hmm. Correct. Part of that deal, which yeah. a lot of Commanders fans surely would like to see. One thing that did get done here was owners finally, eventually, after a couple of days of debate, approved on a one-year trial basis a new rule in which a fair catch inside the 25-yard line on a kickoff will come out to the 25-yard line. That's where the ball will be spotted. Now, there were 
32 special teams coordinators had a Zoom. They were all against this rule. Special teams players were against this rule. The NFLPA was against this rule. We heard from Roger Goodell, as well as a couple of NFL executives, Jeff Miller being one of them, Rich McKay, the head of the competition committee, who all said some version of, based on the data, we have to do something. We've heard them say it before. The concussion rate is double on kickoffs and punts versus any other play here. They think, based on their modeling, after a nine-year high with 38% return rate last year, this could drop it down to 31%, which they estimate could save 15% in terms of the concussions on that play. Rich McKay emphasized they want to see special teams remain a part of the game, but if that's going to happen, they have to make it safer. Jeff Miller used the word unacceptable to do nothing to make that play safer in the face of the data that they have. Thank you to Judy, Steve, and Tom, of course. All very important parts of our NFL Network family. Another one is going to be joining us right now with some different perspectives. He's a front office analyst for us. He's won three Super Bowls, and he's a good friend of our show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Scott Pioli. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Great to see you. Great to see you. So we just heard from Judy, Tom, and Steve. And it was a busy May meeting. Usually it's all in March, and there's a ton. Like, there was a lot going on the last few days. Which piece of news stood out most to you from the last 72 hours? Peter, there were two things, really. They spoke about a couple things, but something stood out to me was the new Thursday night flex rule. What I really loved about this, though, is as we went through this process, John Mara was extremely transparent and truthful about how he felt it would affect the fans. He was speaking like a fan. I loved the fact that he did that and stood up. The interesting concession was that instead of a 15-day window to change from Sunday to Thursday, it's now going to be a 28 window. In the minds of the owners, they now think that that longer window can give fans more time. It can give teams more time to make sure that they're training players to get ready for a Thursday game. We'll see how that works out. The other thing that was interesting to me was the NFL's international news that came out. We now are going to have 19 teams in 10 countries, or we that's what it was. It's now going to be 21 teams in 14 countries for 40 total markets. We keep talking about the momentum of the NFL's international player pathways and the international program. To me, this was a big change and a significant step. Once again, the momentum for international is certainly rolling. Yeah, I got a chance to play with Jakob Johnson in New England, a guy that now is a fullback with the Raiders through that international program and is really kind of taking that and run with it. Scott, let's get to some news going on now in the NFL, and it's OTAs are starting, and some of the big-time players, they don't always show up to the optional OTAs. Now, Gerald, we were talking about this week, and big deal or no big deal, said that it's not a big deal. Scott, what are your thoughts on the star players not showing up to OTAs? You know, I'm there with you guys because there's so much that's happening and can be happening with players. You know, we see something like this and we want to scream fire, fire. Listen, we're three and a half months out from the start of the season in terms of the regular season. And we don't know what the circumstances are. I'm guaranteeing you that there were conversations between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and Stephon Diggs and the Buffalo Bills. Hey, there might be someone who's sick. They may have a family problem. They may have had a conversation say, listen, I've got this other outside obligation. I'm going to miss the first couple of days of OTAs. Now, do you want your players there? Heck yeah. Should they be there? They probably should. 
But the thing is, we never have any idea as outsiders what the internal conversations are that, that are going on. And, you know, if you look at everything that the coaches are saying, Todd Munkin, what he's saying about the communication he's been having with Lamar Jackson, I think at this time of year, we can't over-worry and overthink things. This isn't semi-pro. The bear is not loose. Dewey the bear is not in the arena. So don't worry, folks. Take your time. Relax. Enjoy your summer. Scott, we've been listening to uh, what Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel had to say this morning. He spoke to the media yesterday, detailed the importance of self-scouting. What does that mean? How important is it for teams to do it in the offseason? Self-scouting is critical. What it essentially means is when a team looks at their own team as if they're looking at an opponent. So you're looking at tendencies from the last season. You're looking at the things that you did. When you're looking at your offense, in certain down and distance situations, did you go to the same personnel groupings? Did you go to the same formations? When you ran a certain type of motion, did you run the same plays? So this is something that's critical. You know, One of the things I learned early in the league is the most important thing you can do is know your team better than anybody in the league from a personnel standpoint and from a scheme standpoint. So this is an important time to be looking at what you did last year. Look at your tendencies because that's what other teams are doing. They're scouting you to see what your tendencies so they can make calls against you next year. But the other thing is this. A lot of teams do this self-scouting in season. They bank it up against what they're going to be doing during their bye week. And during the bye week, it's a very, very important time to do a lot of this self-scouting as well. Hey, Scott, you were on hand at the Spring League meeting in Minneapolis. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you experienced at the Coach Accelerator Program and tell us why mm. it's important for the future of the league. You know, Joe, I was really fortunate to be there and they allowed me to be a presenter. And there were 40 coaches that were there that the league thinks and people believe and the coaches association believe can be future head coaches or younger coaches that are position coaches that be coordinators. And what we did is there were a number of presentations for the play, for the coaches and a bunch of different people. There was media training, there was financial trading, there, uh, training. There were conversations we had. I was able to have a great conversation with a lot of the 40 players and you ask why this is important here's what i think i think this is an important step i think programs and initiatives and summits like this are really important however here's the deal we've been having these for a number of years what we need to start having is some action i sat in the rooms and had group meetings and then private meetings I see guys in there like Leslie Frazier, you know, like Anthony Lynn, who should be coaches again in this league. I see some young up-and-comers like Mike Caldwell, Adam Durde, Keenan McCardle. All of these people are worthy of the next steps. The meetings are great, but what we need now is action and some of these coaching coaches sitting in the seats that they belong in. Scott, this came out yesterday, and we wanted to give you a special shout-out on our show. It's news that the Pro Football Hall of Fame has announced the Pioli Family Fund for HBCU coaches and scouts, which will award grants to six people to help them fulfill their career development goals. This is an amazing thing, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and your family coming together. Please take a moment and explain to the audience what exactly this awesome honor is. This is something we've been doing for a number of years, Peter. And, and what it is, is when you start off in this business and you're a young coach or you're a young scout, financially, it gets tough sometimes. And I've been working in and around the HBCUs for decades. And I've been in some of those schools. I see some of the limitations and budgeting that they have. And some of the coaches, I know, I can't tell you how many coaches I've seen that go on the road scouting and recruiting for HBCUs. They're paying for things out of their own pockets. So years ago, my family and I decided to set up this fund 
And the reason we do it through the Pro Football Hall of Fame, because that's also where the Black College Football Hall of Fame is housed. So we do it in collaboration with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Black College Football Hall of Fame, and we just do whatever we can to help guys, gals, coaches, scouts who to supplement their income so they can do more and have a chance to stick on in the future and pursue their dreams. What a cool honor. Good seeing you, Scott. Congrats on the scholarship. Great to That's see cool. everyone. Thank you, Scott. Our next guest coming to the show is captain and quarterback for Mexico's women's flag football team. She was a star of the NFL Super Bowl 57 commercial. Please give a warm welcome to our friend, Diana Flores. <laughs> hi, hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we are happy to have you on here. And I got a chance to see you Monday night at the Emmys. And you let the world know that your name is pronounced Diana, much like Rihanna. But <laughs> while you were there, you took home some hardware. You won the Emmy for the Outstanding public service content for the Super Bowl 57 commercial, Run With It. Please tell everybody, what was it like holding that trophy and knowing that you're representing the entire flag football community? Oh my God, it was an amazing night, a night that I will never forget. It was a great night for the NFL, for football, and for all the flag football community worldwide. Um, for me, it was such an honor. I feel so grateful to be there representing the game and all the men and women that are passionate about football and about flag. So yeah, it was such a special night. And also congrats to you because you won an Emmy too. So <laughs> it was an amazing night. Nice. And congrats to both of you guys. And we look at you now where you're at. Not only did you win an Emmy for the commercial, but the jersey that you wore in the commercial is now going to be in a very special place. I get chills. I know Gerald said he gets chills just seeing the room you're in right now. That jersey that you wore is going to be hanging in Canton in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What was your reaction when you got the news that you're going to be a part of football history forever? Well, so yes. First, I am here right now at Canton, Ohio, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame Gallery. It is such an honor just to be here between all these legends. And for me, it is a great honor to have my jersey become part of the Pro Football Hall of Fame collection and to be here today revealing this exhibit for flag football and celebrate the growth of the sport we love to celebrate the inclusiveness to celebrate the future of it the future is right this is so meaningful not only to me but for all the flag football community worldwide it, this is a big step so i just feel grateful and happy for what the future holds for all the future generations and this is a, a big deal for several reasons you're the first flag football player to become part of that Pro Football Hall of Fame, but you're also the first Latina flag football player with items in the museum. What kind of message do you think that this sends not only to the flag football community, but also to kids in your community back home? Wow. For me, this is this is a dream. So for me, one of the most important messages is dream big because dreams can come true. I feel that this is a big statement from the NFL, from the flag football community to say that this sport is here to stay, it is here to grow, and it's going to bring a lot of opportunities for men and women in the future uh, to allow them to dream bigger than ever. So I just feel grateful for what we have done until now, but I feel more happy and excited to see what the future holds. <laughs> you won the Emmy 
So again, congratulations. And you had some incredible moves in that commercial. Well, the great thing about all those incredible moves is they were not fake. <laughs> your moves are real and you dominated <laughs> on the field. Not only did you dominate, your team dominated. Last year, your team took home the gold at the World Championship. So what's next? Have you been on the field? Have y'all been practicing? Have you been training? What's the next move for you and your team? <laughs> well, yes, this is a nonstop thing. I mean, we love the sport. We have been practicing already. We have a big IFAB competition this year coming. Um, we have the Continental Championship on July this year that makes uh, the qualifiers for the World Cup that it is going to be on 2024. So the best teams from America are going to be there. We're so excited to compete again. I'm going to be there with Team Mexico. So um, we are getting ready for that, looking forward and to enjoy the greatness of this game again with the best players in the world. <laughs> Deanna, we appreciate you stopping by this morning. National titles you've won this year, gold medals, Emmy Awards, and now you've joining us on Good Morning Football. So we appreciate your time. You've become a superstar. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to be in New York again and join you guys. So thank you so much. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. We've got a little segment. It's called, it's time for the three from Big G. Take it away, Gerald. I have no Say idea where oh this is going. Who knows where we're going next? Okay, no. I would love to see you guys react to this. And I'm pretty sure I can guess what Jason's reaction mm -hmm. to this is going to be. We're going to start with the AFC side of football. This year, the Jacksonville Jaguars will be a top three team in the AFC. Okay. And, and? Trevor Lawrence will be a finalist for MVP. Love it. Don't love it enough. I want you to go one step further. Those are all possible. 
say Trevor Lawrence is going to win the MVP. Trevor Lawrence will be a finalist <laughs> <laughs> for MVP. And the, re the reason I say is, man, Doug Peterson, what he was able to do with them last year, if you go back and look before his fall from grace, what he did with Carson Wentz in his second yeah. year, Trevor Lawrence made a huge jump. Mm -hmm. And I think people are forgetting Calvin Ridley is officially back. They have Zay Jones, Trevor Etienne is healthy. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, Josh Allen has been a pro bowler. Uh, Trevon Walker, the first overall pick. I believe he will make that jump. I think they're going to use him the right way. He's going to get more comfortable. And the thing that people are forgetting is at the end of the season last year, they built up confidence. And when you have a leader in Trevor Lawrence, who I believe will make an even bigger jump this year with the confidence they built going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kansas City after a huge comeback, I think people need to look out for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I, I, we talked about it earlier in the show in the 7 o'clock hour, and I picked the Jags as a possible surprise team of the Super Bowl. And whether they get there or not, my thought is the Jacksonville Jaguars in their division, the AFC South, amongst teams that have new quarterbacks and everything going on, Trevor Lawrence, MVP finalist. That would be a really big jump. I like Jacksonville, though. You, you talked about the way they finished the season. They beat Tennessee at home. They're in that playoff game against the Chargers. Now 27-0 and find a way to come back in that game. I like Jacksonville. The AFC is tough. We did a, uh, a quarterback draft last week on our show, and Jamie was in in Sarah's chair and Kyle was there and I got Trevor Lawrence as my eighth, as the eighth quarterback taken. He was sitting there. I'm like, I'll take Trevor Lawrence. For a finalist for the MVP, you're saying he's going to be one, two, or three. So he's in that conversation with Mahomes and with Allen and with Burrow. That's some high, but you're standing behind it. You think he's going to be playing that level of football? I do believe that. I really do. Cool. So let's go over to the NFC side mm -hmm. okay. of football. In his first full season in a Kyle Shanahan offense, mm -hmm. first time to be done, Christian McCaffrey will be the offensive player of the year. Okay. He's in a thousand, thousand guy. Last year, 11 games with the 49ers, over 700 yards rushing, over 400 yards receiving. He had a game where he threw for a touchdown. Yes. He caught a touchdown. And he ran a touchdown. And then if we go to the NFC Championship, that amazing run he had. Mm -hmm. Have you been watching Christian McCaffrey's Instagram, how he's training? Have you seen, like, all the track drills he's been doing? He's crazy. Christian McCaffrey is a dynamic player. Kyle Shanahan will find ways to get this guy the ball in every way. But the thing is, he doesn't have to take on that load so much because of all the people around him. He has uh, Ayuk. He has Debo Samuel. He has Kittle. I just believe that with his talent and everything that he can do, with not having to shoulder all the workload, he'll be a lot fresher. When Christian McCaffrey touches the ball this year, look out because I believe, I mean, he can go for a home run. Christian McCaffrey will be the Offensive Player of the Year this year. Gerald, does it matter to you who's playing quarterback for the Niners mm. for Christian McCaffrey to be the Offensive Player of the Year? When Christian McCaffrey rushed for 1,000 and received 1,000, who was our quarterback in Carolina? You don't know. Okay, don't know. exactly. It doesn't matter. He is Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. He can do it regardless of who's was it throwing Cam? him the who football. Was the quarterback? Cam got hurt in uh, week two Brandon versus Allen? the Bucks. Who was it? It was Kyle yeah. Allen? Yeah, it was Kyle Allen. Oh, wow. 
And we we rotated. We had different quarterbacks all year. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. That's not a reach. We talked, we talked, he came on our show last week. And I remember Kyle was telling us, McCaffrey has this thought process that he never wins the award. Missed out on the Heisman. Missed out on different things. The season where he had the 1,000 and 1,000. He didn't I, win offensive player of the year. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is this. So you're saying he's due. This is his he's year. He's due, man. This is the year. Right, I'm happen. most excited for your third take. Yes. Okay. The third take is not necessarily a take. It's a question. And I want everybody to answer. Mm-hmm. Okay? In their prime, okay. at the peak of who they were, okay. who had the greatest impact? Out of the three Mikes, Mike oh. Tyson, oh, Michael Jackson, or Mike Jordan? Who had the greatest impact in their prime? Tyson, the way he took over the boxing world. Michael Jackson has a freaking statue in another country. <laughs> Not where he's from, <laughs> in another country. And, of course, everybody wants to be like Mike. So... At their prime, who had the greatest So here's why that's really tough, because I think, immediately I think Michael Jordan, but I think that's because we are still talking, we're still talking about Michael Jordan. Of of those three, I mean, we're still talking about Michael Jordan the most. I mean, he's still Jordan. It's Jordan Brand. I mean... Michael, Michael Jackson I mean, just has too, a show on Broadway right now. I know, I know. He has totally a traveling show that got him a show in Vegas, and now it's on Broadway. Can, can I step into the ring here? I, and Not I with that, Tyson. I was going to say. <laughs> at their primes, mm-hmm. and I would be curious, Michael Jackson's prime, do you say it's like the bad era, or do you say it's early on in Jackson 5 era? Like, where is Michael Jackson's prime? I would say the bad, bad era. I agree, too. So, yeah, that was amazing. Um... And they're primes, and there might be no greater musical talent in the history of the world as Michael Jackson. I mean, Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan did a whole, like, video together. They did. But you want to talk about captivating a nation. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson was the baddest. <laughs> Mike he Tyson was the man. was the baddest. And we have Ali on such a pedestal. And then we had, obviously, Joe Frazier and Joe Lewis. Mm. And then you had the lightweights, the, the middleweights with with Hearns and Hagler and Sugar Ray Leonard and Duran. And then late 80s, this kid from Brownsville, New York comes and hits our world and did something that no one's ever, demolished the heavyweight division, just ran through it. Um, For that five year peak from like 85 to 90, I don't know if Michael Jordan is in the same conversation as even Mike Tyson. And their prime, I mean, you talk about you just talked about Mike Tyson. Michael Jordan, I mean. <laughs> this is good. The Olympic team, they go, they leave, you said captivating a nation. They leave the country, and he couldn't walk down the streets anywhere. Gatorade commercials, you just turned your TV on, and to your point, Michael Jordan, you saw the last dance, but then Affleck and them release air, and this comes out. <laughs> Michael Jordan's not even in it. We're just talking about his mom and the way he changed the game. So you talk about the NBA of what it was pre-Michael Jordan and after Michael Jordan, just athletes in general. You see different guys with, all right, hey, the new LeBron's just came out or the new Steph Curry's came out. Nike had its own division after Jordan. So this is a tough one. Uh, Michael Jordan's such an international star. So is Mike Jackson. It's, it's like, take your pick. Well, make a pick. This is you pay big bucks on the show. You want an Emmy. Make a pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. I, I, That's I, a dope pick. I mean, in, in, a, in, a, in a goofy movie, they was like moonwalking. I'm going to go with Michael Jackson. Goofy. Yeah, everybody wants to moonwalk. The glove. Think the about jacket, it. The sequence. The leather jacket. Everybody oh, the white wants to moonwalk. When he breaks out that moonwalk. But then Jordan was skywalking. Who am I going with? Yeah. I have to go with Michael Jackson. Mm. After I love Michael Jordan and all his shoes. Can I make an argument with Michael, Michael Jackson here? 
Yes. In that same era, you had Prince, uh, mm -hmm. you had Madonna. Yes. You had musical superstars where they were all held like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone ever held the candle to Jordan and Tyson in their primes. Yeah, I just Does think, it mean think, more that Mike could be the best of those at that time with having such fierce great competition? Point. Yeah. I mean, it is about, it's not how many times you fought, it's who you fought. And the competition that Michael Jackson had to deal with versus what Michael Jordan had to deal with versus what Mike Tyson had to deal with, you're fighting titans for popularity with Mike Houston. Jackson. Like, Mike was just, he was so iconic. He had mm. socks, he had the glove, he had 17 different hairstyles. He was just like, Mike was the man. Mike Remember Jackson his videos, too, when his videos came out? They, they were, were movies. Unlike, yeah, and like that thriller wasn't, and that stuff wasn't like, like that. Yeah. He was that. stamping his Thriller, stuff. beat it, bad, and then remember yeah. the time came out, yeah. and it was like, It was right. ridiculous. Full-on movies yeah. with superstars in them. <laughs> yeah. it, it was just, I mean, those are done now somewhat, but Moon nobody Walker, was doing like, it. Yeah. Great video yeah, game, listen. Moonwalker. Yes. Oh, that was, listen, Moonwalker as a video game? Smooth Criminal, when he goes, That is Listen, that is getting tweeted later. <laughs> I won't school you guys on the Moonwalker video game. Trust me. And I will have video. Thriller. Okay. My kids watch Thriller. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, every Halloween. That's it. I told you guys that was a tough question. I was scared to death of Thriller. Gerald, thank you. That's You're good. welcome. Appreciate you. That was a good segment. Thank Coming up on GMFB, I don't know how we're talking this, but Gerald's going to tell us all about his on-field rivalry with one of the NFL's greatest quarterbacks. What about Michael B. Jordan, Michael Phelps, Michael Keaton? What about the other Michaels out there? Do they deserve some love? Plus, will the Eagles be the first team since 2004 to win the NFC East in back-to-back -back years? Our guy, Ryan Leaf, joins us next to give his prediction. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Back on Good Morning Football, we welcome in our friend. He is a part of our show, Ryan Leaf, always here to give us his takes, talk quarterbacks. Ryan, welcome into the show. It's good to see you, my guy. See you all, too. Happy uh, summer, I guess. Yeah. We're right there. Well, you put the work in, and then you, you reap the <laughs> benefits later. The Eagles... Yeah. 
they put the work in, and the NFC East hasn't had back-to-back -back winners of that division since 2004. The Eagles mm. are the favorites, though, and the last team to do so were the Eagles. Yep. What do you think their chances are? What do they have to do? And do you think they can possibly get that done this year? Yeah, I, I think they're the best team in the NFC East. I do think they come back to the field a little bit. They were really good last year. I think they only lost, what, two games or three games last year. So I think they come back to the field a little bit. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles both win 11 games. And then it comes down to the tiebreaker. I think that the Eagles probably get over the top on them maybe a couple times. They split. Who knows? But it really doesn't matter. The NFC is wrought with teams we don't know about. What we do know is that the Eagles are good. The Cowboys are pretty darn good. They have the talent. We don't quite know what they're going to look like at the running back position. And I think the Giants are incredibly good. So I think it wouldn't surprise a lot of people, I suspect, if three of the four teams on divisional weekend, like it was last year, are right in that situation again. And I think that would make everybody pretty happy who's listening, who loves Philly, Dallas, and, and the Giants. Yeah, it's good. And TV ratings are always strong when those three markets are playing well. <laughs> so the league wouldn't mind it either. Uh, now let's move to the AFC. I mean, our show. Let's see, AFC North. <laughs> All the talk right now is on the Bengals and the Ravens, and yet I've been watching your stuff that you do, uh, and you've been giving the Steelers a lot of love. You're kind of feeling the, Steel the Steelers a little bit. What do you make of that division? We didn't even talk about the Browns. Well, yeah, I'm a, I grew up a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, right? So that's what I want to see. I want to see them back winning the championship. I just don't want to see Mike Tomlin have the winning record every year. We're used to winning championships in Pittsburgh, people, right? It's four years in the 70s, and then two in the 90s, and then all. Oh, I want another championship. I just don't want to be at 500. And so that's what I'm looking at for, for them, and I, I think they're build in the right direction. But the team that I'm just really interested in, because Cincinnati and Baltimore seemingly mm -hmm. feel like they have it completely cornered, are the Cleveland Browns, because they went out and invested all this money in this quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people keep talking about how when you invest that much money, that much guaranteed money, and that much percentage of the salary cap, how are you supposed to build a roster around it? Well, they're doing a pretty darn good job. You know, they've made some really interesting moves. The Elijah Moore deal gets them a wide receiver on a rookie contract. They get the Smith trade from Minnesota for giving up pretty much nothing. Some of those things that they're making work. Now, I know they're kicking the can down the road. The Sean Watson contract yeah. is huge in the next couple of years, and how do you build a roster around that? So I think Kevin Stefanski in this year, I think there's a lot of pressure to win and make Deshaun, and after one year in this system, go. And so it would, you know, they haven't won a division since Do you, give, do you give it a, them a mulligan for last year because he hadn't played in 18 months and it was like, it's, you can't expect much? Because it was bad. Yeah. The offense was bad, and yet Deshaun Watson's awesome. 27 years old, like, as far as players go, I, I don't know if there was a quarterback with a higher upside at age 24, 25. Mm -hmm. Do you just look at last year and say, I forget about it. That was too hard of a... You have to. I, I think in, an, in a sense, but you also have to understand, like, the guy has to be wearing an anchor. I mean, he just does. Not only the contract that weighs down, but everything that followed him mm -hmm. through Houston. Guys in the locker room won't talk about it. They're all together, but it's, it's something you wear. I mean, when your central nervous system is just kind of on tilt for that much time, it has to affect you. And so mm. hearing him last year talk about going and getting some help and talking to a therapist and things like that, I think that's going to pay huge dividends. Not for just all the stuff that went on outside of it and correcting behavior and doing things like that, but how, learning how to deal with those things in those moments. So I think that's a big deal. And I think this division may end up being the best in all of football. You know, Ryan, like losing the GOAT 
Yeah. <laughs> it's always a big thing, and it's hard for me to talk about football without talking about the Bucks. When you lose the GOAT, you kind of scramble. We've seen what happened with the Patriots. They had Cam Newton. That lasted all the two games. They tried to bring in Stiddy. Didn't work out. They had Mac Jones. They thought it worked out. Hmm, we see how that's going. So the Bucks are kind of scrambling. They yeah. brought in Baker Mayfield, who had success, haven't had success, been kind of all over the place. But I'm rooting for him because he's an Oklahoma Sooner. They have uh, John Warford in there and the local kid, Kyle Trask. If you had to pick, who do you see as the week one starter? I, I'm all in. For the amount of time you guys have spent with me, I'm, I love Baker Mayfield. I think what he did in L.A. a year ago, I, I was a, a bit surprised that he he didn't stay necessarily with how well he he did in Sean McVay's offense. We just we don't know where Matthew Stafford is. We hope he's healthy and he can be the guy. But, you know, he he, he just he wasn't able to, to play last year. So a little surprised there. Loved what he did late in the year. I called the Broncos – Rams Christmas game, Day? The Christmas Day Massacre. And I have not seen a guy in Sean McVay's offense like play that well with the bootleg, using the tight end, going down the field. He had complete control. So I like him to be the starter in, in Tampa Bay. And I think he can do a good enough job to make them a possible playoff contender within that division. I know they've invested in Kyle Trask with the draft. I hope they get the chance to see what he looks like. But I, I like Baker Mayfield. I love how he's kind of overcome the adversity and how the Cleveland Browns in that city and that team treated him and kind of just threw mm -hmm. him out and how he's battled back. I really I really like uh, like how he's taking care of himself and, and handling his business. I want to follow up with something that you just said because you talk about Baker with the Browns, with the Panthers, with the Rams. What kind of pressure, and you were speaking about the anchor that Deshaun has on him in Cleveland, and it's certainly there's they're completely different right. circumstances in terms of why he ended up there and the amount of money. But Baker now, from where he was drafted, and he's been to a couple different teams, there were people when the Bucks made that announcement that they were like, this is it for Baker. I mean, what kind of pressure does that put on him for this season that that you've gotten another chance to be the starter in another organization? What does that do for him mentally in terms of sort of like a pressure situation, a prove-it situation? Because, you know, how many chances do you get? If it doesn't work in Tampa, then that's going to be the knock there. Usually when you're the first or second overall pick, you get probably more chances than you, you probably should in some instances. I was on my fourth team. He's now on his fourth team. My last stop was with Mike Holmgren in Seattle. You start to hear the whispers. You start to think about, you know, what's your legacy and what, what have you contributed and are you, this must be me. I mean, why am I on my fourth team in my fifth year? And it's you know, very similar with, with Baker Mayfield. I, he just has a, he has a ton of confidence. And there hasn't been maybe the same type of dumpster fire of, of, a, of a career that I contributed to so much more. So I may have had some different ways I was dealing with things in my head. He still seems very confident. And some of the last times he was on the football field, he was very successful. Mm -hmm. So that can breed confidence. And for a guy that kind of lives in that role, I think he'll feel fine. But I will say this. Yeah, I mean, he is a guy that you usually don't see first overall draft picks be 10 12 15 year guys as a backup somewhere mm. rick meyer did it you know he was the number two pick behind drew blood so he did it for quite a while but we don't see that more these days sanchez is the last one i can think of yeah like that it was, it was number five pick or six pick but he was all right i'll be the veteran backup you know and i wish i would have had that mentality and i just guys who are Makes sense. perennial first overall second overall guys we believe we're the starters. And once you tell us we're no longer the starter, our pride in some way, in shape or form, starts to affect our the way we think about it. And I'm like, now I'm sitting back here at 47 years old and I thought, look what Chase Daniel's been able to do. Yep. Right? The guy's been able to play. You look at other guys who have, you know, the, the business of football. You got to play professional football for 15 years and make $40 million doing it. And your body is probably in the best possible shape <laughs> the best it can position be in, in football, right? backup quarterback. It is. And, uh, but... 
what's silly about it is our brains will not let us think that way sometimes in, in the pedestal we've been placed on, the elite aspect of how we played and everything. It just, it restructured the way I thought about it. And I said, well, I'm just better off not playing than being the starter. And therefore, I just said, hey, you know, let's wrap it up and let's retire at 27 years old. What I mean, it's something I regret. Definitely the way I think, and I would have definitely handled it differently. I think he's handled it well. I do think he's the type of guy that will, he's very Andy Dalton to me. And I could see Andy Dalton everywhere he goes. And I really think he's going to give Bryce Young a real shot in Carolina. I really, really, really do. So uh, I think Baker Mayfield can be that guy, can play for a lot of years, can be a guy who can contribute and be someone similar to Andy Dalton where he is almost a mercenary and goes in and hopefully tries to get you to the playoffs when you, when you have a good team. Yeah, he's got a really good chance to seize that opportunity there. I mean, the opportunity is there. He's not. It's a quarterback competition, they're calling it. But, I mean, he could seize that opportunity and he could be there for a while. For he's the only one that's got the, you know, the starter the experience. Uh, uh, pedigree and leadership. And I just, you know, I like this press conference. I know it's a press conference, but I just like how he answered. He sounded more mature. It was more hu yeah. humble. And maybe he's been and ha had to deal with some of this adversity. Now he's just kind of like, hey, I, I surrender and I accept who I am and what I'm going to do. And let's go to get it done. Yeah, confidence is an issue. Always awesome to have you on. Great Always job, awesome right? to have you here. Good uh, to see you guys. Keep, keep up the workouts. Maybe just dial it down, like maybe a little bit, yeah. a notch, or just get better, you know? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.